Welcome to Sundial. I'm Carlos Frias. As a band, Afro-Beta knows exactly what it is. The duo of Tony Lorenzo and Cusi Amador, the founders of Afro-Beta, embody a Miami sound. You can hear it. Their EDM, their bass, their deconstructed salsa with dynamic vocals. Afro-Beta found their voice as artists over nearly two decades, playing huge venues around the world. Ultra, Burning Man. But as kids born in America to Cuban exiles, they never knew exactly who they were. Were they Cuban? American? Cuban-American? They finally confronted that question when they were invited to play a concert in Cuba. Their answers are in a one-hour documentary called Birthright. It recently aired on PBS and is streaming online, and now it's nominated for a regional Emmy Award. The couple accepts an invitation, and they play alongside Cuban musicians in Havana. The decision deeply affects their family. On the island, they find traces of the homeland their parents were forced to leave behind. They discover a culture and a musical vibe that reminds them of home, but which is also starkly different. They confront an underground music scene that struggles with censorship, and they see how that affects musicians trying to shape their own sounds, their own voices. To talk to us about this film, this trip, and the answers it brought them about their identity and their music are Tony and Kusi. Kusi, Tony, thank you so much yeah. for coming in. Thank you so much thank for you. having us. It's so exciting to watch, to, to be able to talk with you guys, because we're all fans. Like we were saying earlier, the, our, our, our control room is filled with Afro-Beta fans. So, um, it, and it's great to be able to talk to you in a long form and, and having the hook. That was a great summary, by the way. Well, yeah. did, we, did we get Thanks close? Thanks for that intro. That intro was amazing. Do we get close? <laughs> Your music is so, is so distinct, you know, and it, and it fuses. It's, so, it's a fusion of so many different sounds and of like cultural sounds. Yeah. And uh, and it feels very Miami. So so I think I think I'm gonna we're gonna pirate that and just <laughs> hey, what's birthright about and just put here, here this is it perfect yeah perfect public radio yeah. it's for yeah. everybody it's for everybody <laughs> um you know I I so I watched this film and you know our, our our team did as well and and there's this very early moment early on beyond you guys start with asking each other the question what are we do you consider yourself cuban do you consider yourself cuban american and there's this moment where you decide to go or you think about going and kusi i want to say do you call your mom yeah and it's that's the first moment because it says so much about i want to say asking permission sure yeah actually i think we're talking to i think i called tony's mom. mom yeah it was tony's yeah. mom mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah tell yeah. me about that 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 idea that's like it's such a it's such a different issue when you talk about Cuba, right? Like when a place when you go, oh, this is the place where my parents are from and discovering right. our roots. But Cuba occupies a different place because of the the politics and the tension and and the and the you know the the history that is there. Absolutely, um, I think we had we felt like we needed to tread lightly out of respect for what our parents actually struggled and went through, um, which becomes like this deep trauma place inside their hearts that kind of like that guides every decision they make it's still a part of a big part of who they are so we didn't want to come into this lightly um we didn't want to feel like we were just being flippant about it or disrespectful towards like their experience you know 
And and Tony, yeah. I know for you in the film, like there is that it really captures the moment where your Absolutely. dad kind of gives a almost like this speech it and does. you it, like you immediately were like, that's it. I'm not going. <laughs> yeah. and it was like you came to immediately like, it's it's not, I'm not doing yeah. it. I was ready to pull out. Um, tell so me. Yeah. Tell me about that. Like that. That was a big know, thing. Right. Just upsetting my parents would. I mean, it, it, it wasn't that big of a deal for me to go or not go. I thought, no, let's just go play a show one day and get out. Now the whole shoot this whole thing. I I thought it would be pushing buttons, so I don't like pushing buttons. I just like getting along with everybody and keep, keeping it peaceful. And well, you push some buttons. I did. You push electronic buttons. <laughs> I do. You push musical buttons. Yeah, not um, those buttons. Yeah, put yeah. put <laughs> affect people's emotions in that yeah. way uh, with yeah. with the sound and the and the music and the flow. I guess it, you know we we it's a good thing that we did it. At the time, I was not happy about it. I was like, "What? What do you mean we had to we we had to put our own money in it to, to a certain extent? We had to pay like nobody was funding this at first." Yep. Um, I was like, "Why? Why are we doing this? We just go and play the show and come back, and nobody even needs to know we went." Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, that's interesting. So you guys yeah. debated that idea yeah. of like, okay, well, we've been asked yeah. to play this thing. Oh yeah. And on top of that, like the. It's like the Cuban. This one over here likes to complicate things sometimes. Oh uh, well, you know what? It was a. It was actually, I would say, yeah. a, an idea that really came from the director. So oh yeah, Jamie Gershon, yeah. Um, who's this amazing photographer, director, uh, you know, film producer here mm-hmm. in Miami. Um, we had decided to meet casually and have lunch and talk about maybe working on a project and initially I just thought maybe we'll show a music video or something we didn't really know what yeah. it was going to be and I mentioned that we had this this trip kind of lined up and happening maybe within a month or a month and a half and she said wait a minute yeah what yep. you guys are going to Cuba and I was like yeah we're gonna go play she's like that's a story yeah she's like i want to shoot that it took somebody from the outside oh yeah to be able to say wait a minute put put yourselves i mean i always felt like when i was when i was writing every day and as as a journalist yeah it was be aware of when you're going to be in a particularly special place a place where not other people get a chance to see and that's kind of the position that you guys were in right Mm -hmm. so you guys get this invitation um and then you kind of bring this question to your family and they i think it's the the film does a good job of playing out the tension. You guys like have a dinner, absolutely, right? Oh uh, my goodness! And it's your dad, your yeah, yeah. And your dad are both in the room, and yeah. they're and our, they are both our moms, her yeah. stepmom, yeah. His, yeah. her stepmom, yeah. yeah. And was, you see, uh, but there's a variety of oh my goodness of op- of opinions, but also of like like there's a spectrum there. It feels like yeah, absolutely. It really was pretty interesting to see it. You know, after, I mean, you're in the experience, you're having the experience, but then you get to watch it almost as an observer afterwards. And, and it was really moving for me to see the way that my father spoke at that dinner table, because it was kind of his opportunity to say his piece Mm. and he got it all out. And then within a year after that, my father passed away. So for me, it's really important that he was able to thank you, but he was able to kind of have that moment. And it felt very legendary and iconic oh because he was the only one at the table that said, use this as an opportunity, you know, um, kind of moving past the pain and past the trauma and past, you and know, unite. whatever. He wanted to whatever. unite. He wants yeah. to unite everything. Yeah, he, was... he got the feeling that, you know, even though we're two people and, and people might say, well, what difference can I make just as a person? He had this kind of broader vision that if young people got together and these different generations were able to meet in Cuba and, across, and kind of move past a lot of that 
history and say like what's the future you know what could this be music right. <laughs> music brings everything <laughs> right who cares the politics yeah, yeah. Oh. yeah. I, if only it were that easy right <laughs> yeah it's not that easy yeah. but, but so you guys land there and yeah. there's there's honestly yeah. a bunch of beautiful moments that I, I want to talk to you guys about and just to get yep. into them a little bit more but there's this one moment I want to say it's about like 25 26 yeah. minutes into the film where you're like where Tony you're like yeah. I feel odd. I feel bad. Yeah, I feel yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah. going against. I want to say the yeah. words are like. I feel like I'm going against everything. Yep. I was. Yeah. Taught. I I did. Well, first of all, the car broke down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that puts you in a bad mood immediately. <laughs> but no air conditioning. It was hot. <laughs> it was. Yeah. It was depressing. I would yeah. say for at least the first three four days that we were there, yeah. it was. It felt not good. It felt I understand like, why all Cubans are mechanics now. Yeah. yeah everybody knows how to fix their own car you have to yeah everybody yeah. knows how to f- a they little fi- bit about like, yeah, f- keeping a thing going yeah they can fix their macgyvers everybody there is a macgyver <laughs> yeah. Yeah. um and it, it's that's interesting that you say when you talk about yeah. you know the the depressing aspect of it for me man i remember when i went it was a little bit of like these are people that like you know by you know by the grace of god there go i right yeah. like there's yeah. Like that's someone yeah. that you know. Some families were able to leave. Yeah. Some weren't yeah. even right. able to, or not not just the decision to stay, but someone just weren't able to. And you kind of think like you know how these communities Paths. have diverged. And yeah, and that you're you're hitting the nail right on the head because you also get to kind of see into what if my parents had made you know actually really my grandparents made mm. the decision for right. the most part for my parents. My parents were thirteen and fourteen, right, respectively. So they weren't really making yeah. decisions for themselves. Their parents made this decision for them. Uh, my dad was a Pedro Panso sent by himself, yeah. but that oh, I wow, your dad yeah. came alone. Yes, yeah. with his so younger did my brother. Dad and, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, and so did Tony's and father. Your, your dad yeah. too. My yeah. dad came here by like fourteen year old note, like with ten cents in his pocket to like call his aunt when he got here to yeah. say that he had arrived. Hey, I'm here. Yeah. Well, yeah. at least he had an aunt. Yeah. When yeah. He got here. Oh yeah, yeah. So like this is like yeah. good context, right? Like yeah. this is good context for what they live through. Yeah. But now you guys are going in a different context, right? Right, completely. Yeah. And there's this really beautiful moment um cuz there is a connection, right? Like you clearly had like a list of places and people uh which I think people like I know that I I empathize with like oh, places I want to see or people that I might bump into here. Yeah. And you guys end up uh, at at the house of a of a like a family friend playing on the piano. Tony, oh you're, yeah, yeah, Tony, yeah, you're playing the piano. Yeah. Yes, yes, at a Which piano is, that was in your parents' house. Yeah, in my yeah at my mom's house. So that was Her my aunt, aunt's piano. Yeah. So my my mom's sister's piano. So my. My mom, my aunt, you know, grew up playing piano her whole life. She and, was a piano teacher, and, right? Yeah, she was a bit. piano teacher. She got her certificate. So yeah. this was like her piano, you know, yeah. and it ended up in a place where, you know, down the street from the house in a place where people get married. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a yeah. like a venue, so mm-hmm. to speak. Yeah. yeah. And Tony, what was that like for you? I mean, because music... Oh, dude, and- that thing was like, I hadn't been tuned in since 1959. And you just played it, yeah. how it in yeah. whatever tune yeah. it was in. Whatever. I like detuned stuff anyways, so it was it was fine. Right. Well, that's part yeah. of like like yeah. your music, your music, yeah. the feel of your music is you yes. you create acoustically and then you... Yep. Exactly. And then you, you manipulate mm-hmm. it. Yep. Yeah. Survival. And, but had, had we yeah. not kind of been able to stake out, you know... The little old lady that was like uh, just knocking, just locking her door as she was leaving because she wanted to go eat ice cream that day. Mm. We just kind of, hey, you know, do you know this people? Do you know this? And she's like, yeah, I know you guys. I know your whole family. Like she's the one that told us about the piano. She's the one that took us there. So 
for for me anyway that's when my feeling of being there started transforming from sadness to kind of this let's grab the bull by the horns and have this experience you know interesting started connecting with people and once you start connecting with people that starts giving you life it starts making you see things in a different way you know we're fortunate right because those people they're born in the same house they don't go anywhere they stay in their same house and their kids stay in the same house and so we just had to go to the old neighborhood and everybody Everybody's yeah. still and here yeah. in the United States. You, you, you know, you that, won't, that won't happen. When yeah. you talk about yeah. frozen in time, yeah. that's when people yeah. refer that to Cuba. That's what they mean. That's is what that they whole mean. generations remain yeah. in a place in, and kind of re-inhabiting these yeah. same places. You know, yeah. and that's that's a sense that I had there. Yeah, um, it's interesting to me that muse like you guys both have this sen- this general sense of a, like a melancholia, right? This melancholy, right? Yeah. And it's music that begins to then bring you back to life. There's this great scene, uh, Tony, where you are. Uh, there's you're, we're on the street and you just like you had your guitar with you right oh, or you picked up a guitar was I it yours was so inspired up? no no I brought my I call it I don't I'm not gonna say a, the trash guitar the trash guitar <laughs> that it, <laughs> if it falls I don't care yeah right. and call it I I knew that I was gonna feel inspired and I did like I mean I wrote like five different riffs within the first hour I got there it was man it was just pouring it I don't know I can't explain why but. It just, it just did, and you guys are there talking with a street with a like another musician, other Cuban musician, mm-hmm. and like, yeah. did you just make, uh, Gusi? Did you just like make up lyrics on the oh. spot? Oh, yeah, Wait, is but that what you were doing? Everybody's musical there, so it felt like as soon as you started playing music, the whole yeah. neighborhood started yeah. coming out of the their houses. Everybody just yeah. came out of the woodworks, and this woman started singing, you know, pregones, yeah. which are kind of like Spanish, you know, freestyles at the end of the salsa songs, or you know, they're kind of like versos. Sometimes they rhyme, or and she started going off, and then yeah. Poopy started Poopy doing killed it. Poopy, Poopy started doing like a poem, like but to in music, time, it, it was, was like great. yeah, he was rapping like, like he never poetry. Rapped. Like, it was, yeah, it was definitely. As yeah. a matter of fact, we we yeah. have a cut of it. Oh, yeah. um, yeah. we have a cut of it. So I think Did, we want to play to just give yeah. people a little bit of a taste of what that was like. Los poetas conocemos de flores, también conocemos de espinas. Los tuyos me obligaron a odiarte. Hoy, hoy vivo de la natura. Hoy vivo, hoy vivo de la natura. Hoy vivo, hoy vivo de la natura. ¿Qué es que te voy a decir ahora? Hoy vivo, hoy vivo de la natura. El hombre o el pueblo más contento y más alegre del mundo es el pueblo de Cuba aún con su desgracia se divierte y sonríe vive de eso 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 vive that yeah. takes you back a little bit. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> fake Cuban. No, no. That's 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 yeah. what you called yourself at the oh, at the beginning of the movie. Still do, kind of. <laughs> you guys, because uh, you you start asking yourself that question yeah. about. Um, that's yeah. ultimately like the yeah. like the peg. Like, yep. can this trip help us to understand a little bit more about ourselves? Yeah. And I want to talk to you about the answers that you come to. Uh, it but, changes every year. Yeah. It still changes. Yeah. It's, I don't know. It's an evolving yeah. feeling. Yeah. I mean that's that's really what yeah. Poopy says there. He's saying like, yeah. "Los mío me obligó me obligó to para, para odiarte a ti." Like he's saying oh. like my peep my experience or I've been told to hate you. 
you've been told to hate me yeah you know it's really amazing like yeah. he yeah he really said a lot there okay our guests today are Gusi Amador and Tony Laurencio. They are Afro Beta, the Miami duo stars in the Emmy-nominated documentary Birthright about their trip to play in Cuba. You can watch it now on PBS Online. All right, so I, we were just—I literally had to say, "Hold on, don't say yeah. anything else during the break," because I wanted to ask you about the reactions of it. Obviously, you guys talk about how how you feel changed by it. Talk to me about some of the reactions as. It played for the first time all, all last month. It was playing live on, on PBS. Um, but you guys had, I'm curious about the reactions that you had in New York, right? Yeah. Where it aired? Yeah. And we also premiered it in New York, yeah. We, it was incredible, right, throughout the month, because I, I get the emails. If you guys want to send us an email through our website, I will read it. And so yeah. I'm getting emails from people all around the country, everywhere from Washington State to, I mean, you name it, yeah. um, who are saying, my family came in 1963, or, um, you know, I went through this, and just people really identifying, people that are not Cuban. Not just Cubans. Yeah, yeah, they're not Cuban, yeah. but they come from some other type of immigrant experience or, you know, in the United States, and they're just really connected with what the film had to say about identity and that's been really rewarding because you kind of grow up in this little bubble here in mm -hmm. miami and you think that your experience is singular and it's not you know it's yeah. not at all it's been nice to feel like the film could say something and and for people to kind of feel identified with yeah. it outside of our little hometown yeah it it unlocks something in like a shared uh, trying to define cultural identity when you're when you or your parents immigrated yeah. like it yeah. when you try to figure out something about yeah. your cultural identity. And I think it's such an important thing to illustrate about the United States is that we're so meant to be that. I mean, everybody came from somewhere else, and That's it's a... part of it. It is our strength, really. Right. You know? yep. I'm curious, uh, Tony. Talk to me about some of the reaction to it well, because because yeah. I know that in the in the film you t like even in, within your family like there's like a cousin who's like who's like I can't believe he like emailed you even while you were still in the yep. island like I can't believe well, you did this you know and it caused okay that was strife, it right? that was okay that so a little recap now hmm. we've connected again oh yeah. this summer right. we stayed at her at her it's a, my 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 female cousin we stayed at her daughter's house in Minneapolis and it's over. She forgave wow. us like it just it's like water under the bridge or uh, yeah. thankfully because there was yeah, there was a point there for a couple of years where we didn't talk and now that relationship is healed. Thankfully, how, how did that happen? What was there a moment that just kind of flipped the switch and said like time time? I think it was time. Mm. Yeah, and I don't know. Maybe it's just people's own personal how they're feeling about themselves or something. I don't know. You know, it's just it just healed and. I'm do you glad feel it's like, over. Do you feel like there's on the other side of it because of the experience you had and even the tension that you guys yeah. had? Do you feel like being how is it different now on the other side of it the relationship that you guys have? Like are you a tighter because of it or are I, you on, is it totally like it was before? Or? Well, I think it is. I think it is. I I and it's almost we just we haven't had a chance to see each other yet. Mm. But I think staying at her kids at her at her daughter's house and her husband was there and her other son was there it was almost like perfect cuz we healed without her being there but her whole family was there it was it was perfect it was and then the next step would be to heal and just confront her and see her and I think uh, it comes it from was, too the idea of thinking that we were going into this um not thoughtfully right so mm. if a family member who feels very strongly about this thinks that you know we went into this just without 
thinking deeply about it or consulting with our family, that wasn't the case. But when you first hear like, oh, yeah, Tony and Kusi are in Cuba and they're playing and they're doing this and they're doing that. It's like, wait, oh, you know. Yeah, yeah so. I think I think the documentary does a really a really beautiful job at pointing just how thorny this issue yeah. is and how much you guys really struggled oh, with man. it. And our and friend, our, our friend had to lie to her mom saying that. Yeah, one of our friends that joined like, oh, us no, I'm not going to, I'm told going to her Bahamas. mom that she was going to the Bahamas. <laughs> oh, my God. Well, she's going to know now. <laughs> yeah, she oh, knows no, now. Oh, no, no, she knows and now. And she, when she found yeah. out, actually, she was like, I wish you would have told me because I would have told you to go here oh, or go there. Man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'll, tell you, I'll tell you what. Yeah. When when, uh, when the newspaper sent me to Cuba in 2006, yeah. the first phone call I made was to my dad. Uh-huh. And I just blurted out with, how do you pre- preface that? Yeah. I, just, I blurted out. Papi, I'm going to Cuba. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. And there was this long pause, this long pause and like an yeah. entire lifetime filled in that pause. And then he said, take me with you. Oh, oh man. And he was a man who had been in prison for yeah. for wow. two years for just wanting to leave the country. Yeah. And then two years working in an agricultural field. Of course. But that like take me with you is like, it's such a, it's such a blessing, right? Yeah. It's such a, uh, a release, you know? Mm-hmm. And I, I, it sounds like what you're saying, that story of your Dia is very, yeah. is very similar. Or that, 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 that um, my friends, yeah. Friends, yeah. Family. My friend's mom. Yeah. That's beautiful that your father was able to, even if he didn't really, really mean it, but I know what he means oh, by he that. Yeah. He I know it. what he, yeah, he because, felt it in his soul. Like, wow, you're going to get to see this place. Yeah. And that's, that's what yeah. like every older person here in Miami would tell me, like they want to be buried there. It's yeah. almost like, you don't want to see it now, but you want to be you want your body yeah. to rest there. Like my father told me things like, "Oh, I want you know smell the 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 breeze and smell mm, the trees the and smell the, yeah, the, the sand." sand. And the... He had all this like visceral kind of sensory experiences. He remembered like a certain tile in his house that he wanted me to see mm. that looked like a duck or whatever. You know, it's like such a part of their like you were saying nostalgia just. Like if you understand these, if you can understand these things about me, maybe you'll understand more about me if you see these things. Yep. Yeah. And I'm I'm curious because there we're talking about, you know, you understanding the histories and the identities and the the things that make up these folks who are your parents and grandparents and uh, you know ancestors. Mm-hmm. But I want to talk about you guys and the things that shaped you here. Like you guys are, you could almost say culturally Cuban, right? And oh that my and and how much that affected your your musical lives, right? So tell me a little bit about the start of like how you independently came to love music and like what and how you and then basically how you guys formed the band formed the band now at 2006 i want to say right yeah like, yeah yeah uh so googie did you did you have a musical background were you a dancer i feel like there was dance in your background there's definitely dance oh so i was fortunate enough to get uh put into a school that came in an exilio it's called conchita Pinosa academy it was founded in cuba and then moved to little havana and then moved out west where i grew up and the school had a conservatory of music the principal of the school and the founder of the school she's a pianist like a classical pianist played at carnegie hall Mm. you know she was still alive when i went to school there and still taught kids piano wow um so i learned piano there as a kid and the conservatory had tap jazz belly the 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 girls it was very gender divorced except for one girl in my class who wanted to take judo the boys had to take (laughs) judo uh amy kawasaki i'll never forget wanted to take judo and she took judo um but the girls had to take piano uh, excuse me ballet as part of our school day so we were very much immersed in in arts and culture and 
and I went there all the way to eighth grade. So I feel like that really gave me an outlet for my creative side and my part of my identity, which always was the little girl that danced at the family parties. Uh, I mean, you know, like that was me, like baila, baila, and there she was, you know, doing natural her thing. born <laughs> entertainer right here. <laughs> what What about you, Tony? Oh, you have uh, for me, it was two things: Star Wars. When I heard the the, the theme song, the John I, I, I came story, home. Yeah. My my mom was kind of my mom dabbled in piano as a, as a kid, and she, so, so we had instruments like hers. Like her mom had had. An, they, we both grew up with pianos in our house. Mm. So when I came back from hearing Star Wars, I started figuring out by ear. Ba 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 da da da. I was four years old, so kind of had a good ear. Come on, yeah, you, you I figured wow. it out by ear. So my yeah, they kind of nourished it a little. And then yeah. the first time I heard Jump by Van Halen. The, the the iconic synth line, Dang. I was like, man, that's what I want to do. Interesting, and that's it. That's it. From there, I just I I've always wanted to do music. And neither one of you, your parents, didn't try to steal you to like a to like a straight job. Are and you, you guys are me? musicians. Oh my yeah. goodness, this is like, of course, my parents sent me to Belen. Not one music <laughs> program there. You're like, why yeah. aren't you a, a lawyer yeah. or a doctor right now? Absolutely. Why aren't you a, 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 a crypto just, baron? I mean, <laughs> after no, after after at yeah. a, in eighth grade when yeah. I had to like pick my high school, yeah. I I I had one friend who was going to audition for New World, and I really yeah. wanted to audition yep. for New World, but my mom was like. You're not gonna go to school in downtown, like <laughs> yeah. no, like take you're the not, metro rail. No, what? That's, no, that's not happening. So, <laughs> so I was like, oh okay, no, I didn't. I, have, just, I was I, going to Berlin. I didn't fight too yeah. much. So talk yeah. to me about then bringing your musical talents together, yeah. right? Because individually, yeah. I, um, Kusi, you've I, I read that yeah. you'd written you've written for Calle 13. The, that was after uh, Afro Beta, though. She that got was, in there through yeah. Afro Beta. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and uh, and Tony, I know that you you yeah. toured with Pitbull with Pitbull and Basilos for many years. And Basilos, yeah. Um, uh, and I started Suenalo with uh, Suenalo is another Miami you know band Afrobeat sure. funk yeah you, were you in Spam All Stars I've been, I've been playing with them the last five years yeah yeah they were a big Miami oh, they man. are a huge Miami I mean I'm still more like a fan than I I don't even like that doesn't even cross my mind I play with these people because when you know when I think of them I'm like no no I'm a fan I used to go see them every Thursday like yeah now I'm, it's I'm just, curious how yeah. you guys then the creativity how it matched because it seems to me like. Like, um, Goosey, like you're like, like kind of like the lyricist, like this spontaneous lyrics and you're oh, like man. spontaneous music. She's one of the best lyricists ever. It's so well read and yeah, uh, look at the look she's giving him. Look at the look Ma. she's giving him. No, it's true though. She's <laughs> like, she reads a lot and he can I mean, still we, melt her. Look we, at that. You're, you're, we, she studied we, that in college. Is that, where did you go? Yeah. To, where did you go to I college? went to Florida State. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so talk to me about that, about like when you guys met, I know that uh, you talk a little bit about it in the yeah. movie, you yeah. know, how the meeting goes, but like creatively, I mean, you guys are yeah. making music together for almost 20 years. Yeah. Basically. yeah. Oh yeah. And like continuing to evolve a sound and, and a, and a, and a flow. Yeah. And, and I'm curious how, yeah. what makes that work? Yeah. I I feel like we when we met as friends we started becoming friends we were both we're both such fervent fans of music mm. that yeah. we still send each other songs we like and that's yeah. how our friendship started yeah. with uh, back in the day there were still iPod uh, like yeah. iPods you like yeah. listen to this and plug in the iPod yeah. and listen to this on my so we were always sharing songs underground too underground stuff yeah, more like electronic stuff uh, things like yeah. oh you like this okay yeah. listen to this and and so we we still do that to this yeah. day um so we're inspired constantly by other artists and and music that makes us think like wow that's so clever how they wrote that you know and, and uh, evolving yeah. our own artistic integrity and and 
our own learning because I feel like Tony never stops learning. He's yeah. always reading electronic musician, future music. Uh, He's learning different ways of producing. Manuals of, of the instruments or gear that like, yeah, that's my... Like understanding the gear that yeah, you I don't, have. Yeah, I don't really read do. fiction or nonfiction. It's more just like, in you know, my documents that'll help me learn my instruments better or you know you or know techniques you know and, everything and, and, that an, eight, an 808 can do basically oh yeah absolutely and and except like, how to fix it i don't know how to fix those things i know how to use them i know a guy yeah. i know yeah. a guy <laughs> i know i do i know uh yeah. and Kusi, what about you i mean you're, you're tony you're talking about yeah. developing your your technical prowess yeah. of of the machine right of the machine talk to me about Kusi, how you develop the the lyric side like are, are you you mentioned you're a reader yeah what I kind like, of what kind of reading do you do Oh, I mean, I love, I love reading. I love, uh, I'm trying to think like what was something I've, I've been a lot reading a lot of philosophy uh, mm. lately. And I really love to kind of think about what is the best way for me to like optimize myself? Like, how can I be the best person my best self that i can be so okay i i get inspired a lot by that like okay what if i wake up at five o'clock in the morning is that gonna help me like so i'm just like <laughs> you tried that and you're like okay that wasn't it i mean it depends what time <laughs> you go to sleep you can wake up at five but you know you gotta work it out so stuff like that um and just you know what you're living and how you're experiencing your your day-to-day -day life like what does it mean to live in this meat suit like every day like right. how does that how does that make sense to me and and that inspires me um, when it comes to writing and trying to also develop my musical craft has been really inspiring lately. Um, I started singing a couple years ago in the Miami Sound Choir, Miami Sound Space. Um, I started playing percussion with Miami Bloco, which is a Brazilian percussion ensemble mm -hmm. here in Miami. Um, and then developing uh, a bass technique. So I'm playing bass in a rock band called Las Nubes here in Miami. So all of that stuff um, just kind of opens up your brain. But I get very inspired by I go to museums. I love art. Um, I like making performative and immersive art. So if mm. you look at our last show at the band show, we collaborated with Krellware and we wore pieces that were also part of the set design. I mean, I love kind of that 360 idea of like creating an experience for people when they come to a show and, and making it more than just the audio, audio yeah. aspect. There, there's this part that you mentioned that I thought was really interesting, which is you're playing bass in a different band. Mm -hmm. I'm curious about your like what doing independent projects are like for for yeah. you guys. It's not just like, hey, we're in a band and we make right. Afrobeat, and that's the and that's the band. That's our musical life. Oh, yeah. Talk to me well, about when that. When she met me, I was you know I was juggling. I don't know, Pitbull, the Basilos, Suenalo, Suenalo. Yeah, what, you were doing yeah. All so kinds it's it's stuff. you know we've always and she, you know she she does her, she has her whole acting career too that we haven't even talked about. Uh, and you, what, yeah. what kind of what kind of acting are you doing? Yeah. What kind of uh, is um, that is that something you you were yeah, delving absolutely. further into? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, movies. whatever whatever can come my way. But most recently, if you go to HBO Max, you can yeah. see the Last Rafter that yeah. I, I was in, El which Ultimo is Valcero. El Ultimo Valcero, which is a story about a, a Cuban saying. Rafter who comes to the U.S. and yeah. and I play his love interest. So that's yeah. that's oh. out and about in the world. How, yeah. how does that then help you guys? Then when you're back together yeah. and creating something as Afro Beta, right? Like we're gonna decide. You create separately yeah. and you create yeah. separately. And then when you come together to create this thing together, how do you find that, that that inspires you? Well, first of all, we spent just four months right now on the road where neither one of us were doing anything else. So that 
<laughs> I mean, I think I, I find I find yeah. for me it's yeah. really interesting because when we started doing playing together, yeah. we really only had written one song together, and we had all this improvisational music that he had done or or a oh, yeah. instrumental That's stuff. Oh yeah, That's right. So he we it's would do whole sets with me just freestyling. Yeah, so just, a lot of the idea generation that goes on between us when we collaborate together creatively is improvisational yeah. in the studio we have a studio that we can work at yeah you know out of our house anytime so that and we have a piano in the living room yep. so like inspiration we have two arenas can, we have yeah. the acoustic arena inspiration can yeah. strike at any time yeah, and, wow. and yeah. sometimes life just feels like a musical you know yeah. where you're just like in the kitchen and then somebody says something and you're like turning it into yeah. a hook of a song and yeah. it's just that you know just being open to being yeah. weird and free and you know a lot of songs are food food <laughs> food oriented our pianos right next to the kitchen so sure. it's like exactly. yeah, you guys have <laughs> you guys have a song named mango the which, mango which mango when we come yeah, when we come back song. from oh, the break goodness. i think we're gonna have to ask well, we can you play to, that one acoustic i think oh there yeah, you go well, maybe you oh, can uh, if, during the break you can break out those uh oh, break out the guitar and maybe we can get a I little still bit have, of you know we just got back from our four-month trip and i i remember we left like in june and we had all these mangoes i'm gonna cut them up and freeze them and we just got back and I opened up the freezer and there's my whole mango section stash. mango stash. It's frozen. Oh, I can't wait. I'm going to make a smoothie with it. Oh, you're we making haven't e- I haven't eaten. So I'm, and then I heard, we, we heard you're like, you, you wrote for the food column, right? In yeah. I, wrote for the, I, I was the food editor of the Miami Herald. Yeah, getting so. hungry thinking about yeah, it. Yeah, I know. I'm sorry. Sorry, yeah. folks. It's, it's going to get, <laughs> it's going to get very foody here in a minute, but first oh, we're going to take our yeah. last break. All right. Our guests today are Cusi Amador and Tony Laurencio. They are Afro-Beta. The Miami Duo stars in the Emmy-nominated documentary Birthright about their trip to play in Cuba. You can watch it now on PBS Online. So, like, we're talking about so many inspirations for music, and it's like, just in, like, yeah. the one-minute break, yeah. we're talking about all the different ways that food inspired your oh, music. Oh, my goodness. Uh, yeah. And so much of it is, like, so Miami, right? Yep. Like, we went in talking about mango, which is still yeah. we're curious about, <laughs> but uh, you were mentioning... Na- uh, Nakatamal. 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 So our, Nakatamal. our best friend, yeah. who, uh, her yeah. name is Mariana Mendoza, she does... She does our visuals. The, visu- uh, the artworks yeah. for, artwork for our, our music, yeah. which is an amazing collaboration, too, to be able to make art with your friends. Mm. Yeah. Um, and, and actually... Maria Vai as well. That's actually my first exposure to the Nakatamal was with, yeah. with Maria. But yeah, so we we wrote a little ditty about a Nakatamal, which you, is, uh, is, is is like a, a Nakatamal is yeah. a Nicaraguan tamal that's traditionally made in the holidays, and they stuff it with I mean things you wouldn't even expect to be in a tamal, like prunes and yeah. meats and and olives and all kinds of stuff. So, Amazing! I'm yeah. starving. Yeah, and I'm starving for <laughs> yes, music. They're so good. Afro beta, yeah. give us the Nakatamal song. Oh no, it no, it's not. It's, it's more like a rap. A rap? It's oh, not, yes. that one's not like no. But I was just thinking about like all the food songs that we, we have. You want to do the Nakatamal? Nakatamal, rap Nakatamal. You, you get a five course meal with a Nakatamal. Nakatamal, Nakatamal. You got to cut the string to get in. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's actually see that that one amazing that one is uh that one's got an electronic bass under it like oh. a uh, like a there you go it was written as a rap first but it's more like a beat it's more and it doesn't have like a like a song we'll structure this, yet we'll yeah. develop it this season and that's yeah, like sometimes sometimes season. we start a song and and finish it 13 years later oh yeah that's interesting yeah, this is one of those that It'll. It, yeah. It's more of a. It's more of a vibe. It's yeah. more of a feeling. Linger. Yep. And I love that. Like yeah. you can. You can come up with like some lyrics, and yeah. li- you instantly hear. Yeah. The music oh, yeah, underneath. Absolutely. It. And well, like, that's that's how I mean. She she had written a poem when we first met, and she wanted to turn it into a song, and that's that's how we complement each other well. She's got the lyrics part, 
and you know i got the music part down so that you know it just worked out that way and that and it still works out that way yeah like you yeah. can you know hum something yeah. into a voice note that yeah. you have some idea about and i know how to turn Sony it into something has this more beautiful music. you know experience and ideas with with yeah. chords and and how to put all that together so even if you know this melody could have been arranged in so many different ways but the way that he chooses to do it um gives it life so yeah. well miami like miami is it clearly an inspiration oh, for your stuff for oh. your music the sound is is like every little bits of miami grabbed out of the air in a way that's like this it's amazing the potaje, right? Yeah. Oh, and uh, who, of, we I'm, call him the Prince, the Prince of potaje. potaje. That's it right there. I, I'm the Prince of Potaje. <laughs> Seriously, the POP. Uh, yep. yep. So, like, can you guys play a little mango for us? Can oh, you sure. give us the mango, the mango song? Well, the mango song, we should give some credit to okay. the, where the mangoes do from the Mango Man, right? You guys wrote this. Well, first of all, it was, it was uh, Benjamin Shahulian. Yes, he's a, a local our, poet. A local poet. Okay. Uh, he's collaborated on a lot of our lyrics. Yeah. So, I, we kind of wrote with this with him. Uh, I just I don't know what key to do it because and guitars. Uh. She picks a mango from the tree, uh -uh. then she brings them over to me. They're so delicious, sweet them slowly. You know I'm lying, weed them quickly. She picks the mangoes, he plays the bongos. Who picks the mangoes? She picks the mango. She picks the mangoes, he plays the bongos. Who plays the bongos? He plays the bongos. I'll take another mango, please. I'll take another mango, please. Ooh, from the tree. We had him prepared. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, it's okay. Yeah. We worked to it out. Yeah, totally unprepared. Like, oh, literally, man. I put you on the spot and that no, was No, no, that's fine. That's great. Like, I'm kind of like hungry it, it, and also in love. Yeah. Like, is that? <laughs> that's, that's the idea. Is that the some vibe? songs are better on piano. Some songs are better on guitar. Le tiene que entrar yeah. por el estómago. Yeah. That's how you yep. go get the love through the yeah. stomach. I, so like typical, I mean, uh, not typical, but typical of your sound. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And it's so much about you guys. And I'm curious, you know, uh, we, you know, we obviously started talking about the film. When you're able to play your music in, in front of a Cuban audience, right? Yeah. What did you find? Like, what was that? Talk to me about the experience was like uh, them getting to hear of a piece of what a Cuban seed planted in in Miami, a Cuban seed planted in America sounds like. That when was a really good audience, by the way. Our, yeah. They, the I think there was. Arte. Yeah, that yeah. was that was completely. I would say it was a mix because I don't know how accessible that is to regular Cuban people. Mm -hmm. I know some people there were like locals, but there's definitely tourists there too because it's kind of a venue and, and there's a cover and, you know, but they were ready to yeah, I felt the party. thirst for him, for them to hear something like, whoa, this is a different sound. Like they're yeah. not used to hearing, you know, um, you know too much music from out you know, avant-garde stuff where... I mean, I don't. Maybe it's changed now, but I don't know. I don't know. We they went have to a, Spotify. Or, we went to a DJ night there, and right, they were right. playing some cool stuff. Right. that mixed with salsa, like electronic but, stuff. Yep. Our buddy yeah. uh, DJ Joy Van, who has since made he, it to Miami, made, yeah. and he's here he now, and he's really doing gigs music. here. Oh, he's in yeah. the movie. Oh, wow. um, yeah, yeah, he made it he's to Miami. Character. This is one of the, the, the that couple that's in the beginning. Not the that's couple. The, there's the Joy, other guy. Joy Van is the funny one with the curly hair. Yeah, wearing the red shirt. You guys have an affinity for guys with curly hair. Oh no, absolutely. The best. No, but meeting meeting um 
uh, Alex and Iliam was was amazing because like they were basically our doppelgangers. Like yep. we met them and got to sit with them. They were they make electronic music. You know they are yeah, a guy a girl. Few, you know? And it's like it's rare though. The yeah, electronic she, music thing is not a she, thing there. It's, she said that there's a good crew of, no, of people there, and no. she started making a festival of electronic music there. She founded it. She's a real pioneer. Um, and I, I look up to her a lot. I think she's pretty bad ASS. Yeah. I, I think she's awesome. I think we could <laughs> that take that. That was the whole connection. To, I think right. we could awesome. That, what <laughs> yes. was the name of that festival? That That's how we... Pro Electronica. Yeah, yeah, that's how oh, we oh, got no, in. Oh, talking about Rotilla. The Rotilla. Oh, yeah. That's how this this whole thing... Um, our connection our to connection like, being more there. curious about, wait, what's going on in yeah. Cuba right now? And what's, that was, was we saw a documentary um, at the Tower Theater where... Before we went. Yeah. So... Yeah, years, bef- many years before yeah. we got an opportunity to go, um, and the director was there and he did a Q and A after the film, and so we started asking questions. But the documentary was about the first electronic music festival in Cuba that lasted ten years, and then the tenth year that they applied or the eleventh year they applied for their you know permit or whatever they mm-hmm. needed to do the the festival. Uh, the Cuban government was like, no, no, you're not going to get to it's do that. It's going to be ours now. Well, that's that's like a. a yeah. Is that something that you found that there was the kind of this haphazard nature for uh, things appearing and disappearing? It's almost like you know, looking for that, looking for those those specific crunchy chips at Trader Joe's. You know, one week yeah. they're here and one week uh, we don't have them anymore. Yeah, this idea that like it can be one person in one position and this whole thing kind of goes away. Yeah, and then the scene moves underground. I I, I don't know. I guess I know it's it's you guys. The documentary just came out, but it was years since you went. Yeah. Can you put it into context where you are now when you look back at like how that experience changed you guys musically uh, and also personally? Because there's so much of both of those things in the film. Uh, musically. Did you get anything from that experience that you man, find that seeing that is, band in the the what are they called? The uh, Teatro Bridge. Yeah. yeah. No, but what's the name of the band? Uh, Interactivo. Interactivo. Yeah. My goodness. They were amazing. They were sick. I think it helped yeah. me be a little bit more like, like let's put this at the forefront of what we're doing because mm-hmm. this is a part Still, of this us. Day. Yeah, yeah, this is a part of us and it keeps inspiring us to say, like, let's create something that, that reflects and shares our roots mm. so that people feel, I don't know, something something different because that's one thing about electronic music that I, I can understand the critique of where there's a lot of sameness a lot of sameness okay same no you know you can you can get a, a sample pack with a kick and you can hear that kick in mm. 10,000 songs mm. because everybody's using that same sound and I think that's one thing that I admire a lot about Tony is that he does his own sound design he's not using preset sounds and mm. and um and I want to continue to kind of use the inspiration of our culture and and our life that we live in Miami which I know is kind of unique and endemic to itself mm-hmm. um and put that in the forefront of our music to continue to share really who we are and it's just a, it's self-exploration you know oh, we're gonna we're, we're gonna use uh so tomas diaz he's the timbala player for spam he was in the movie too 
We're gonna yeah. do something with him more yeah, we're like Cuban Yoruba Electro Timba Electro Timba style. Something's coming. Yeah, well, something's coming for <laughs> something's him. Something's brewing. Yeah. I, I the in the very beginning we played this song about that kind of says a little bit of who you are. That song yeah. is actually in the film. Yeah. It's the culmination of, of the perform of your performance finally in Cuba in the film. Mm-hmm. And that, that song is so my I mean it's like it's do got Hialeah in the lyrics. No, so he's talking about Rio Miami. Oh, Rio yeah. Miami. Rio Miami. No, got, do you party is also Miami song. <laughs> and that's in the movie too. So yeah. No. And so Rio Miami's in the song, and like that's yeah. so much of you guys. Like you, yeah. you bring so much of, of that. Oh, into that that song was inspired. Well, first well, of all, it's a Celia it's, Cruz it's song. Celia Cruz yeah. sang it with La Sonora, Sonora Matancera, yeah. mm-hmm. and and we went in preparation of going to Cuba. Say we're gonna go to Cuba. We started kind of developing the song, and and mm, well, it, it was for ins- the old Miami. Old, old Miami, Miami was doing like a book, uh, 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 a a boat tour thing, yeah, and through the river, through the Miami, Miami river. river. And so this song says, you know, Pinal de Rio, and then we're like Rio Miami, and we kind of like adapted some of the lyrics yeah. in the first verse and chorus yeah. to be Miami, and then continue to do it almost like a cover in the second half yeah. of the song. Um, but I, when I was walking to a neighborhood house, I was talking to that elderly woman who like took us around, Charo took us around the neighborhood, and I told her, oh, I'm going to sing this Celia Cruz song. Do you like Celia Cruz? And I was telling her the song, and she's like, we don't play Celia Cruz here because oh, yeah. we're not yeah. allowed to be listening to Celia Cruz. And then that was the moment where I was like, well, I'm going to play this at the show. Like, am Is I supposed gonna... to feel some kind of way about this? We played it. It was fine. Nothing came yeah. of it. But it was just interesting to start to remember, to be reminded of the things that were kind of dividing our two cultures, you know, again and again. Yeah. Well, Celia Cruz, perfect example. Yeah. Like within the last couple minutes we have, do you guys want to play us a little bit of that yeah. song sure. or something oh, yeah. that yeah. you're inspired to that uh, give us some flavor to okay. go out on uh, as we head to lunch? Who uh, in 2024 is going to be on one of our quarters? How cool is that? Right Celia on. Cruz, right? Wow. Did you know that? I did not know that. Yes. Amazing. Yes. You know, they make the quarters with the different... That's Cultural right. Folks. Okay, yeah, she's going to be on the quarter. Jardín hermoso del occidente donde el Señor quisiera dejar la maravilla de tus pinceles en cielo, tierra, mujer y mar. Deja ya lía pequeña Habana, soro, linda flores y luz. La maravilla, todo el encanto, la gracia plena, eso eres tú. Rio Miami, que lindo eres, de lo quichobi a lo Y la ternura de tus mujeres, pero quita pesares. Ay, yo me voy a Rio Miami, motivo dulce de mi cantar. Tierra de música y poesía, bajo sus palmas quiero soñar. Policromía maravillosa de tu campiña que es un vergel. A del tabaco quedan tus vegas, rica la piña, caña de miel. Eres encanto del alma mía, te lleva al diente mi corazón. Y no hay un día que Dios no pide que te bendiga plena de amor. Pinar de río, qué lindo eres, de Guanajay hasta Guane. Y la ternura de tus mujeres, ay, pero quita pesares. Ay, yo me voy a Pinar de río, motivo dulce de mi cantar. Tierra de música y poesía, bajo sus palmas quiero soñar. El Pinar de río, qué lindo eres. De mi mamá la tierra 
romía maravillosa de tu campiña que es un vergel. Ay, yo me voy, ay, yo me voy. Nos fuimos. Afrobeta, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Cusi Amador and Tony Lorenzo are the heart of the band. Thank you guys so much for coming in and talking to us about your film and about your work and how we got Yay. here. Um, where can we find the, what you guys are doing next? If you want to watch the film, you can click the link in our bio on our Instagram, which is Afrobeta. Um, we also have information on our website, Afrobeta.com. And we will be performing locally at the Miami Book Fair on Sunday. November 19th. Oh, that's right. With Miami Bloco and the French Horn Rebellion. Yep. Well, we'll make sure yeah. to catch you guys yep. there. Yep. 5 p.m., 5-ish. Those shows from 4 to 6, 4 to 7. Yep. Excellent. Yeah. Thank you, guys. The, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for the invitation, and thank you for being so thoughtful with your questions. It was a great time. Yep. Our guests today were Cusi Amador and Tony Lorenzo. They are Afro-Beta. The Miami duo stars in the Emmy-nominated documentary Birthright about their trip to play in Cuba. You can watch it now on PBS Online. And that's Sundial for Wednesday, November 1st. Leslie Ovai Atkinson is our lead producer. Elisa Baena is our producer and social media editor. Sergio Bustos is WLRN's VP of News. And Katie Munoz is our director of live programming. Peter J. Mertz is WLRN's VP of Radio. And our engineer is Richard Ives. Our theme music is by the Miami Afro-Cuban funk band Palo at gopalo.com. You can download a podcast of this program. Just search for WLRN Sundial on your podcast app. We're back tomorrow with more Sundial. I'm Carlos Frias. Good vibes only. WLRN Public Media.